What happens the very instant we trust in Christ? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian Dembozik, and with me is Aaron Armstrong. Now, people don't know this, but we record these nowadays over Zoom. We used to be able to do this in a podcast studio in in our building when COVID wasn't a, a thing. So now for the last year, we've been doing this over Zoom. And so I can see you on Zoom. You see me. And as I was doing that introduction, I saw you yawning. Yes, that's true. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry for boring you in just that introduction. You know, I I forgive you. Um, I hear the contriteness in your voice. You know, There's, it's a mixture of you know, and I'm sorry for and I'm sorry for yawning. I just couldn't. It's help a mixture it, of contriteness so. and uh, disbelief. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you're gonna have to ask the Lord to help your unbelief there. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out to Barnabas Piper and get his input on that. All right. I'm, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. It would. It, <laughs> All right. So Brian, what are we doing today? Well, we are talking about justification by faith. Uh, a mm. little bit of an important subject. Mm-hmm. Just, just a bit. Just, just, just a, bit. a tad. Um, and so, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about what, what this means. Um, and again, joking aside, it's a critical understanding because it, it really, this, this doctrine affirms our, our salvation um, and it affirms who God is and what he has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it is, of course, a really important one. This is, this, all of our doctrines, of course, that we talk about are important or else they wouldn't be essential doctrines. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this one, this go. is a heavy hitter, of course. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and read the doctrine, Aaron, as usual, and then summarize it, and then we'll look at it in Scripture and talk about it as we normally do. All right. Sounds good. So uh, justification by faith means all this. Justification refers to the moment when a person is objectively declared righteous before God based on the righteousness of Christ's atoning death. The act of declaration takes place through faith in Christ and not as a result of human works or effort. Through justification, a person is made to be in right standing before God, changing what was once an estranged and hostile relationship to one of adoption into the family of God. So, if we were to summarize this, to get to the the heart of the heart of the heart of this, um, justification really is the gospel. It is how we are made. We, it is saying we are made right with God because God has declared us righteous through faith. Yeah. So again, a little, little bit of an important doctrine there. It's, you know, it's kind of a big deal. It, it really is a big deal. Like this is, this is one of these, these aspects of the Christian faith that if we if we toss it aside, we don't have the Christian faith, and we have something else. If we don't, if without justification, it is what truly makes Christianity unique. Exactly, and and it it, it it's what set Christianity apart 
in the days that the New Testament was being written, of course, you had Judaism, which was uh, misunderstood in that time to be works-based, uh, that, you know, you had to obey the law. That's what pleased God. That's what brought about salvation. That was never the intent. Uh, God's plan has always mm-hmm. been to justify by faith. That's how salvation occurred in the Old Testament. Abraham believed and was credited as righteous because of belief. So you had that misunderstanding mm-hmm. then as Paul's writing this. But as you said, this is st- it, it continues today, of course. It's unchanging. But think about all the Absolutely. other world religions. Um this is something unique about our faith that it, that salvation is nothing that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and that's the thing, right? Is is every uh, every religion and every worldview that has some kind of concept of sin has to deal with this question of how are we made right before with God, um, or whatever the whatever the yeah. higher power is within that within that belief system. Um, you know, and ultimately they all come down to something that we're going to talk about next week in a little more detail, but it's some combination of faith and works. And, um, and so this is why we haven't just stopped said justification is the doctrine. The doctrine is justification by faith because it's what makes Christianity unique. And so we're going to see that as we, as we dig into scripture in in just a second, even as we're kind of giving away some of the the things that we want to talk about ahead well, of time. That's what we normally um, do. And that's okay. Well, that's kind of our thing. Absolutely. Caveats. Because we're kind of excited yeah, about it. Caveats and getting ahead of ourselves. That's what we do. Totally. So totally. let's catch up to ourselves. So, um, let's look at some scriptures. Okay. All right. So uh we've got uh we've got a few kind of key hallmark passages that uh that we see in scripture so uh one of those is romans 8 33 through 34 uh who can bring an accusation against god's elect god is the one who justifies who is the one who condemns christ jesus is the one who died but even more has been raised he is also at the right hand of god and intercedes for us so the, this this point here is the emphasis here is is that God is the justifier, and and we see this in in other translations where, um, you know, even as we read from the CSB, we see language like God, um, God is both just and the justifier, um, outright stated. <laughs> so it is um, because this leads to some massive questions when we look at Ephesians two eight and nine. Uh, we see, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. So the whole idea being that there, that that salvation, that being justified is, is an unmerited gift of God that we receive by faith and faith itself is not a work, but faith yeah. is, but faith is the, is basically the means by which, um, this is bestowed upon us. Um, we continue on, we see Romans five, one, um, it says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so prior to that, he's talking about how are people, how are, are, how can anyone be made right with God when he's saying, you know, no one is righteous, not one. And that sin is not just something that we do, but part of our nature that we have been given by, by our first parent our by the first humans, our, our, 
our first parents, basically, um, that because of Adam's sin and fall, that we are fallen and sinful as well. So, um, and that Christ is the one who redeems us from that. Uh, Romans, uh, so, and so that was Romans 5, 1. And then we've got, of course, Galatians 2, 15 through 16. Uh, we, um, so Paul here, this, and yes, we are going strictly from, from Paul's writings on this, but they're not exclusive to, exclusive to Paul. Okay. You see this, you see this all throughout the new Testament and you see it in the, in the old Testament as well. So, um, this is not a, this is not a unique, um, invention of the new Testament writers. Um, it is, it is scripture from beginning to end. Yeah, just Paul, I mean, but, as the the one who wrote the bulk of, of the New Testament epistles, it makes sense that we're going to find it most clearly in his writings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, because of his unique his unique um, experiences, yeah, yeah. being incredibly familiar with the law, he would, you know, we see in Philippians that he's uh, basically, he's the Hebrew of Hebrews, <laughs> um, schooled by the you know by the premier teacher in the law and even according to works of the law he did, he he consider he was considered blameless yeah. um and he later says that he threw he considered all of that garbage rubbish uh in comparison rubbish is one way to put it garbage is another way to put it other words yeah. are other ways <laughs> yeah to there are other it, we're not yeah, there are other translations those. There are many words that we could use for that, but we're not going to because we like to be employed. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Galatians 2, 15 through 16, we we are Jews by birth and not, quote, Gentile sinners, end quote. And yet, because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. This was so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because the works of the law, uh, by the works of the law, no human being will yeah. be justified. You know, those are again clear passages. Um, I, you know, I'm just go back to Ephesians two. That that perhaps is the most common verse used. Um, passage verses passage used for for this, and and because it's so emphatic. I mean, look how many times. Look at the different ways he says it. He says it point blank. You are saved by grace through faith. There it is, point blank. And then he amplifies that. And this is not from yourselves. So it's something from outside of us. So that takes our works out of it. It is God's gift. A gift by definition is not earned. It's something given, not from works. Once so three times here, he follows this idea up with. This, this, this triplet of explanation of, let me be in completely clear with you, um, that salvation mm-hmm. is not something you do. It comes from God through faith. So that one, I, it, it, it deservedly gets the attention it gets because it's so emphatic uh, about this. Now, again, Aaron, you, you mentioned this. Next episode, we're going to talk about justification by works. And so we're going to unpack that a little bit more, and we're going to see that we're not justified by works, but we're going to talk about the role that works play in our salvation. Yes. And this is where James will come in, into play and so forth. So we will save that for next time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and yeah, justification and works, the relationship between those two is really, really important. Um, you know, particularly at, and so there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to talk about, um, as we, you know, as we move into our, our next typical section here. So consider this part one of two. And, and, and again, so yeah, I think listening to these two episodes in, in companion will really be helpful. Um, so let's just kind of continue then with the cautions um, with understanding this doctrine. And again, with that explanation, we're just kind of focusing on this one. So we're going to avoid some cautions that we'll bring up next week, uh, yes. next episode. So for now, Aaron, what's a caution or a, a note with understanding this doctrine that, that you can think of? Sure. Well, um, you know, certainly one of these one of these really, really critical ones is that our justification is a declarative work of God. Yeah. And so... We have, and and it's important to understand it that way, because um, this is what justification by faith means: is is that we are righteous because God says we are righteous. Um, but it's not just that, and because justification by faith has a has an intimate relationship with a doctrine we we've discussed previously as well, called imputation. Yeah. And so it's how do so this question of well, if we're declared righteous, do we actually have any righteousness of our own? And what happens to our unrighteousness, um, where, where Christ's right, where when we are justified by faith, we are we have Christ's righteousness given to us. So we're not just declared positionally righteous; we are then given righteousness, and then our unrighteousness is taken away and given to Christ. And he removes it once and for all. So this is so the declaration doesn't stand apart from anything else. It's it's an element of what God is doing in salvation. Yeah, and I think that's really important that we understand this. That and and as you study theology, this becomes more and more important or apparent why it's important um, that. There, you have to look at some things through this declaration lens that God declares some things and they're true because he declares them to be true. And there's another lens of how we experience things. And so this is important. It's even in the uh, doctrine as it was written, as you read it earlier, that, that this, is when a, uh, this is the moment when a person is objectively declared righteous before God. Does that mean you live completely like that? No, we still sin. But that's looking at it through the experience lens, the declaration, and this doesn't change. In Christ, God has declared, I am righteous, I'm forgiven, therefore I'm justified, no matter what. That's not changing because it's based on a declaration, not my conduct. So, um, you know, the, this every analogy breaks down. This one may break down sooner rather than later. But think about, you know, when two people are married, the moment they declare their intentions to be married and they're pronounced husband and wife, whatever. they're married. That's a, a declaration. It has changed their position with one another. From that time forward, it's unchanged. They may not have changed very much in terms of experience in that nanosecond before that declaration and after. They're very much the same person, but their status has changed completely. And when you think about marriage, I've been married going on 20 years there have been times that I've lived my role in my marriage a lot better, and there are times I have not done a good job. 
So, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm married no matter what. Even the times I blow it and I'm a bad husband doesn't change the status that has been declared to be true. So again, any analogy breaks down, that one probably breaks down sooner rather than later. Um, but it's that kind of idea of the difference between declaring and what's true because of that and experiencing. And so again, we're going to talk a little bit more about experience next time. Um, so the other thing in light of this is, is this justification, the other note I would bring to bear is justification marks a really stark change in our position. We, we can't minimize this. Um, I think, Aaron, you, you have a different perspective because as we've talked about different times, you came to faith as an adult. You did not come from a church background. You actually came from a posture of resisting the faith. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a church context. I, I grew up in an environment where, you know, everybody was going to church. We live now in the Bible Belt where, you know, Christianity is is just so some form of... It's part yeah. of the wallpaper. And. <laughs> A a lot of times, people fall into this trap of thinking we're pretty good people, and God didn't really do much to save me, or he he made a good person just a little bit better. And that is not the gospel. That that is totally against what Scripture says. We're not good people who are made a little bit better. Uh, God did not have an easy day saving me, for example. Um, There's this stark change in position that occurs. We, We go from being enemies to being children. Before Christ, apart from Christ, Romans says we are enemies of God. We're in warfare with God. We're in, we're in outright rebellion, insurrection against our king. And the nanosecond of justification of, of salvation, we immediately positionally, because of God's declarative work, we go from being enemies to being declared children, adopted as his children. Um, it's a revolutionary change. We go from being sinners to being forgiven. So when, when we think about this doctrine, we have to think of a, of a really stark transition in a beautiful way. And I would argue the more we appreciate this transition, the more beautiful the gospel is, and the more our hearts love Christ and want to serve him um, and obey him in gratitude and joy, because again, he didn't just give me a little bit of extra. He didn't make a good life a little bit better. He didn't make a good person a little bit better. He took a wretched sinner and lavished grace and mercy on me and has brought me into the family of God all because of his work. And that transition should be astounding to us always. It should never get old. It should never get common. It should always cause us to just stop and marvel in awe of who God is and what he's done. Yeah. So yeah. in light of that, what difference, I've already started giving some, some kind of ways, mm-hmm. but what differences should this doctrine make? Well, there are a couple of things um, at a minimum in addition to everything that has been said so far. I mean, the first is that um, the first has to do with us, and the second has to do with how we relate to others. 
So, and particularly those who, who are not part of the faith. So, um, when it comes to how we live, we can live with confidence in our salvation. So none of our works got us into salvation and none of our works will get us out of salvation. And so when we, when God declares us righteous by faith, he means it. We are righteous by faith. We are righteous when God says that we are righteous. We are justified because God says that we are justified. And if we are in Christ, we are in Christ. And that's good news for us because that means that we don't have to have to walk around thinking, okay, well, I've believed and now, but I'm really, really scared that I'm going to lose it. So I've got to, what I've got to do is I've got to do all of these works and I've got to do all of these things so that God stays happy with me and stays, stays loving me and stays, stays saying that I'm, that I'm justified and righteous. And that's just not true. Instead, we are righteous because God says we are righteous. We are justified because God says that we are justified and because Christ has justified us through his death on the cross. And so then we are free to live the way that he has called us to live. We are free to pursue holiness because we are holy. We become righteous because we are declared righteous. And that feeds into how we relate to other people. Because we are declared righteous, because we haven't done anything to earn this. And I don't, now personally, I don't like using um, deserving type of language um, because that can be really misunderstood. you know, and, and, and often because it turns into, it turns into wrong conversations about luck. And, um, you know, and, you know, can and can get twisted into into really weird and dark places. And and so I want to be careful there. Um, But when it relate when we relate to other people, it means that we don't hold them to a standard that we couldn't meet ourselves. And so when and this is really important is because when we when we see people who are not Christians, and especially people who are not Christians. This is what I'm talking about. So um, we see this pattern in, in scripture as well. Christians are called to high, hold Christians to a high standard because we have the same standard. Um, but we also understand that not everyone is working at the same rate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are called to help one another up toward that standard. But when people don't know Christ, they don't know the standard. They don't know. They they are not. We we don't judge a, a non Christian the way that we would judge a Christian. We do. Re- we recognize sinfulness. We like again all caveats that you want to throw in there. Throw them in there, uh, because you know we're getting close to time for today. So, uh, <laughs> so it's important. But um, what we what we want to do is when we are when we are sharing the gospel with someone who doesn't know Jesus, we don't talk, we don't, we don't need to go with a list of, okay, here are all the wrong things you do and let's make it. And, and so, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to clean up your act. It's, Hey, here's the good news. God loves you and God loves 
people in this way. And here's how God has loved you. He sent Jesus into the world. When you couldn't help yourself, when I couldn't help myself, when none of us could help ourselves to die for us. And when we trust in Christ, that's it. That's all we need. We don't need anything else. God loves you because he loves you. He loves you because he loves Jesus. And he loves you because he sees, because when you trust in him, he sees Christ's righteousness in you. And that has to be enough. That's good stuff, Aaron. Yeah. I, again, we see this, this is an important doctrine for us and it's an important doctrine for how we are living before others. And and, and what we're communicating, especially through evangelism and so forth. So yeah, let's wrap it up there. I think that's a, a really strong place to kind of end the episode on. Uh, Aaron, thanks for kind of talking through this. And, and I'm looking forward to next episode where we, again, where we talk about the other side of the coin, if you will, of justification by works. Um, I do want to thank you for listening to today's episode of this podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review it on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.